Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. Two less than friendly neighbors, Turkey and Greece, are at the core of stormy weather in the eastern Mediterranean. Their disputes stem from geography, history, and politics. The United States used to be their mutual benefactor and protector when several European countries faced a common Soviet threat, but 30 years after the end of the Cold War, the tensions between Ankara and Athens seem to outweigh their overlapping interests. Joining us to discuss this topic, we're joined from Athens in Greece by Dr. Antonia Dimao, who is the Director of Middle East and Persian Gulf Unit in the Institute for Security and Defense Analysis. Thank you for joining us, ma'am. Thank you. Also joining us from Central Israel is Colonel and uh, retired Colonel Dr. Elan Lerman, who is the co-host of TV7 Middle East Review, Vice President of the Jerusalem Institute for Strategy and Security, and Editor-in-Chief of the Jerusalem Strategic Tribune. Thank you for joining us as well, sir. Great to be with Tonya together, even if uh, electronically. Also joining us in the studio is our TV7 analyst and host of TV7's Watchman Talk, Mr. Amir Oren. Amir, take it away. Well, historically, uh, we here in Israel, uh, uh, the successors of the ancient Israelites do not have a dog in this fight uh, because um, we were subjected first to Hellenic rule um, and uh, then, of course, to Ottoman uh, rule. Um, but let bygones be bygones. Now we have our own uh, present-day interest uh, to look uh, after. The uh, three S's which Israel uh, wants to see uh, served in the region and the United States too are security, stability, and sovereignty. And obviously, uh, right now, uh, a proactive and too active uh, policy uh, held by uh, President Erdogan is uh, threatening uh, uh, these three subjects uh, from the Greek perspective. Now, um, alliances uh, shift not with the winds, but with the whims of uh, rulers such as Erdogan. And uh, Israel has managed uh, to uh, grow close to Greece, to Cyprus, to Egypt, to France, Italy, and the United Arab Emirates, in a sort of a, a Mediterranean uh, grouping, grouping. Of course, the UAE is in the Gulf, but today uh, it does not really matter, this uh, geographic uh, uh, distinction. Now, we have seen over the last uh, uh, several weeks both uh, an improvement, an upgrade in the American-Greek strategic dialogue, but also some sort of an effort to placate the Turks following their help in the withdrawal from Kabul. And the um, latest offer by the Americans has been to supply Turkey with F-16s. They already have some 200 F-16s, but apparently to give them or to sell them some uh, of the new model F-16. Why, why F-16 and not F-15? Because it's the same corporation, Lockheed. 
which produces the 16s and the 35s, while the F-15 is being produced by Boeing, the competition. Now, this is supposed to be uh, some, some sort of a face-saving gesture, um, and uh, this is because the uh, Turks have insisted on uh, implementing their deal for the S-400 uh, surface-to-air uh, system. Um, decisions are yet to be made, but apparently the Americans side with the Greeks. The Greeks are, are of course, members of both NATO and the EU. Not apparently, evidently, considering the, the various agreements and amendments to their defense pact being yes, uh, but, signed. Yes, but they, all, but they also need the Turks, and we have seen in, in Central Asia... Uh, in the, the Caucasus that uh, the Turks are anti-Iran, that perhaps the Turks have similar interests to Israel vis-a-vis -vis Iran. Of course, there are many, many fronts here. Syria, the Kurds, um, we can go into each of them uh, later. But, but all, all in all, it seems as if uh, also for, for energy security reasons, if one wants to bypass the uh, Russian Nord Stream 2 pipeline, then the uh, gas uh, uh, projects, which Israel, Cyprus, Greece, and Egypt have, uh, this could be a very good uh, bypass. Indeed. Uh, Mr. Lehrman, I'd like to refer the next question to you. If you will, with focus on the Eastern Mediterranean, what do you see at this stage to, the uh, greatest challenge and hand in hand, the greatest opportunity as well? Well, of course, for Israel at this moment, um, all attention is really on the Iranian question, uh, and in some, and I would agree to in in some not insignificant uh, uh, issues. This does create a commonality with uh, with Turkey, for example, on, on the future of Azerbaijan, which is under an Iranian threat. But having said so, uh, the Israeli government, and, and so we, we need to be open-minded uh, in, in some respects, but the Israeli government has made it very clear through series of trilateral and bilateral meetings with Greece and Cyprus, with the participation of, Greek, uh, of the Greek Air Force in uh, the blue flag exercises and so on, that uh, the emergence of the alignment that uh, Amir uh, so eloquently described uh, is very much central to Israeli uh, policy in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, to counter perhaps uh, uh, Amir's three S's, I could give a long list of E reasons, uh, all start with an E, uh, as to why this is so important for Israel. And the first one, uh, and I would be very clear here, is Egypt. Egypt's future, Egypt's stability, Egypt's capacity to uh, overcome its very severe economic uh, handicaps uh, is absolutely vital for Israel's uh, stability and Israel's future in, uh, in the region. The, the peace treaty with Egypt has held now for, uh, for, for 42 years. It's a, a remarkable achievement, uh, but it is also... Uh, much uh, the relationship is now much closer than it has ever been, and it is quite overt, uh, you, as we saw in the uh, the visit of, of Prime Minister Bennett uh, with uh, President Sisi in Sharm el-Sheikh, the first landing of uh, uh, Egypt Air 
rather than this uh, fake airline uh, Sinai Air uh, with their flag uh, colorings in uh, Ben-Gurion Airport. All of these are indications uh, of, of something which is central to Israeli policy. Although, as I said, it's not the first priority because things are stable and things are going well. And so it's not an, uh, a burning issue on the front pages, but it is a strategic investment in the long run. And, and so Israel, Egypt, Greece and Cyprus are the core element of an Eastern Mediterranean alignment, which is extremely important to us and will remain so. The opportunity arises because our friends in the, U in the UAE on one hand, the French on the other, and I would notice uh, over the last few weeks a new development. The Saudis are coming into the open in support of this alignment uh, by participating in military, uh, in military exercises in, in Greece. That's new. Uh, uh, participating in uh, standing in support of Cyprus. Um, the uh, the French commitment to Cyprus is also part of this emerging new equation. At the core of this is, uh, of course, the question of the uh, territorial delineation the, uh, of the uh, uh, exclusive economic zones, the EEZs, in, in the eastern Mediterranean. Israel has a vital interest in that Egypt, Greece, uh, Egypt, Cyprus, and Israel would have uh, a access to European markets, whether it will be by cable uh, producing electricity or by uh, gas supply, because gas prices by now may make uh, a gas pipeline economically viable. That wasn't the case uh, until a few months ago. Uh, without depending upon Turkish demands without accepting the Turkish-Libyan map that basically bottles us up in the Eastern Mediterranean. We stand with the Greek-Egyptian map that mm -hmm. was uh, signed during the visit of Foreign Minister Zendias to uh, Cairo in uh, last summer. And uh, with this in mind, uh, we need to find ways to resolve this uh, without, God forbid, uh, coming to, to blows without violence in ways which may even need to take some Turkish concerns into account, but ultimately do not make the Eastern Mediterranean the hostage of Erdogan's policies, because Egypt, Erdogan, energy, exercises, economic interests, environmental concerns, uh, uh, joint response to emergencies, all these e-things, uh, bring us together with Greece, Cyprus, and Egypt at this time. Indeed. Dr. Dimao, your take on this? Yes, I couldn't agree more than uh, with uh, Mr. Dr. Lerman on uh, the, the description of uh, the unfolding uh, policies in uh, the wider region, and especially not only the wider region, but in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, well, uh, uh, practically speaking, uh, we see that uh, the geopolitical ground is uh, shifting underneath, and Greece's uh, policies reflect this at all levels. Uh, for example, we see that um, Greece, uh, Cyprus, and uh, Israel they swiftly proceed with the construction of the Eurasia interconnector, which will uh, create an electricity highway from uh, Israel, Cyprus, and Greece uh, to Europe, which will uh, receive electricity produced by Cypriot and Israeli gas fields. At the same time, uh, we see that uh, Greece pays uh, high attention 
to import high importance uh, to its uh, partnership with uh, Cyprus and Egypt. Today we had uh, the trilateral uh, summit of the leaders of the three countries, and they have affirmed their commitment uh, to enhance uh, regional uh, cooperation, trilateral cooperation, and multilateral cooperation in the areas of energy cooperation, in the areas of defense uh, and uh, investments. Uh, let's not forget that the last uh, week uh, the three countries have signed uh, a letter, uh, an agreement for the construction of the raised interconnector, which will uh, send, which will export surplus electricity from uh, Egypt uh, to Europe uh, through a, a subsea cable that uh, will connect uh, the electricity grids of Egypt, Cyprus, and uh, Greece uh, to Europe. These are very, very important uh, partnerships and projects, and that major countries like the United States pay high attention because of the connectivity they bring to uh, four of its uh, major uh, partners and uh, Western-oriented allies. Uh, of course, um, uh, Greece uh, is um, uh, pursuing a very dynamic uh, foreign policy that has been uh, supported by France, a major power, and the United States of America. Uh, well, uh, in practical uh, terms, uh, Washington has uh, inv invested in an enhanced engagement uh, with, uh, with Greece through its uh, bilateral strategic uh, dialogue, which was uh, initially launched by Secretary Pompeo in 2018. And it has uh, been revalidated by Secretary Blinken last week. In fact, last week, what we saw was uh, the signing of the extension of the mutual uh, defense cooperation agreement between uh, Greece and the United States of America. Uh, this agreement is of uh, prime importance because it contains uh, an, uh, an amendment that allows uh, the training of American troops in additional locations throughout Greece. It also contains a mutual defense clause that affirms the commitment of the two countries to mutually safeguard and protect the sovereignty and territorial integrity of each other against actions that undermine uh, peace, uh, that threaten peace, like, for example, uh, military actions against either one or uh, the use of threat of force against again either one. In practical uh, terms, and when it comes to Turkey, the mutual uh, cooperation defense agreement without naming Turkey, has sent um, a very clear message to Ankara that Washington will stand by Greece in confronting uh, Turkey's uh, casus belli for war, threat of uh, war. Should uh, Greece, um, uh, according to international law, uh, extend uh, its uh, territorial waters from 6 to 12 nautical miles? It also sends a very clear message uh, to Ankara that Washington will aside by Greece again in a case that Turkey proceeds with military acts in the Eastern Mediterranean and the Aegean seas, where last year Greece and Turkey were very close as they were at the brink of naval clash. Uh, so uh, that uh, agreement is very important because it secures Greek national interests and it, um, uh, it provides a defensive uh, shield uh, for Greece, especially in the Eastern Mediterranean. Uh, when it comes to France, uh, a similar agreement uh, has uh, been signed uh, very recently, has been ratified by the Greek Parliament, and uh, that agreement between the two countries um, has, uh, have, has uh, given a way for the enforcement, for the reinforcement of Greece's uh, defense capabilities through the purchase of three state-of-the-art uh, French uh, Ballara fighting 
by 2025 and to see the option of uh, Greece purchasing an additional French warship. What is very, very important is that this uh, strategic defense uh, agreement uh, between uh, the two countries, uh, Greece and France, uh, affirms uh, the close uh, cooperation between the two countries. It expands uh, the geopolitical footprint of Greece in uh, Europe and the region. And most importantly, it increases uh, reinforces the deterrent capabilities of uh, Greece. Uh, this agreement, again, like uh, the uh, the one that has been signed with the United States of America, contains a mutual uh, defense assistance uh, clause in the event of an armed attack against either one's uh, territory. In practice, um, this agreement um, forces uh, Article 42 of the Treaty of the European Union on the mutual defense uh, clause. Um, but uh, since uh, Dr. Lerman has um, uh, uh, referred to the United Arab Emirates and its uh, active uh, participation and presence in the Eastern Mediterranean, one should not forget that uh, Greece has uh, proceeded with a defense agreement with the United Arab Emirates in early 2021, which again contains a mutual defense clause. Indeed. Mr. Oren? Well, uh, you know, there is uh, already uh, uh, the NATO charter in which uh, each member uh, is committed to come to the defense uh, of another uh, member when attacked. But uh, it's uh, quite awkward when a NATO member such as Turkey um, could attack another member, Greece which is why this clause uh, was important. And um, uh, one other problem, and um, uh, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned one of your pet projects, Operation Irini, um, up to now. Um, this is, of course, uh, a European Union operation. There is now quite a debate um, between both inside the EU and between the EU and NATO. Uh, how much uh, independent military uh, framework uh, does Europe need in addition to NATO? And uh, one of the answers is that uh, NATO um, is the EU plus Turkey, of course, plus the United States and Canada. But Turkey is quite an obstacle when one needs a consensus. So uh, there are, as we know, exploratory talks between Athens and Ankara. Uh, are they going anywhere or are, is Erdogan stalling? Um, Greece, by the way, uh, has acted uh, um, in a fine way diplomatically, settling its problems with uh, North Macedonia, another member, new member of NATO. The, the Western Balkans is an area in which uh, Greece uh, has behaved uh, magnificently. And um, everyone takes note of the fact that while Greece wants to settle disputes, the other party, for some reason, keeps the entire region simmering. Indeed. Uh, Colonel Lerman, uh, your view on this? For many years, it was the Cyprus question, or written writ large, the Greek-Turkish uh, uh, tension, that has kept the two great, uh, by what I call the BBBs, the big Brussels bureaucracies, the one downtown, the EU, and the one in Nevera, uh, the NATO command structure, from even talking to each other. Uh, there was a, a breakdown of communications, which has not been overcome because Turkey would not 
speak to an organization in which the uh, Greek uh, Cypriot entity, as they call it, sits as a as a legitimate uh, member, and uh, and uh, vice versa. The uh, Turkish position on many questions is problematic for many members of the EU, not only uh, Greece and, and France, and uh, and this uh, remains a, a highly problematic question. Of course, we all hope, we all pray uh, for a shift in in Turkish. Uh, orientations in in the manner in which uh, uh, the high uh, the leadership in Ankara uh, conducts its bu- its business. Uh, Erdogan's uh, neo-Ottomanism is uh, has come to be perceived as a threat not only by Greeks but in Israel we we are we find ourselves from time to time facing statements about you know we took. Hagia Sophia and turned it into a mosque and next will be Al-Aqsa and we are coming to uh, reclaim uh, Jerusalem as an Ottoman uh, legacy. These are, these, are, these are dangerous moods, these are dangerous attitudes and they are coupled with an interventionist uh, conduct in northern Iraq uh, in uh, a br- the brutal repression uh, in uh, Kurdish areas uh, of Syria which are essentially under Turkish persist, uh, uh, Turkish occupation, not unlike the situation in northern Cyprus. All of these uh, generate uh, a, a major a major problem, and the one way to handle this problem effectively is to bolster the alignment. I'm not using the term alliance because it is not a formal uh, commitment, but it is an alignment of forces that extends from the UAE and as I said, I think you can safely say that the Saudis have cast their lot now with this alignment to Egypt, Israel, Greece, Cyprus, and France. And that's a sufficient preponderance of of, uh, elements to make uh, Erdogan think twice. And indeed, he has been trying to reach out individually to to members of this alignment, to the Egyptians, to the Saudis. Mm to the UAE to see if they can we can find some common ground. Uh, I think we should, if we speak together to, to Ankara uh, uh, with a determined voice, and I should also say to, to my Greek friends, if we also take some uh, Turkish sensitivities into consideration, uh, not everything that the Turks say about what the EEZ looks like is absurd. It is they are they they are a powerful nation confined because of the quirks of geography into a very with, with a very small EEZ in the Mediterranean according to the uh, uh, to, to the law of the sea because Greek is a land of islands it uh, it plays uh, very much on the to the size uh, to, on the side of the Greek uh, legal position but a practical compromise is not impossible. If there should be one day an attitude in Turkey which is less aggressive and more conducive to uh, to such understandings. Indeed, not to forget that the Saudi angles in particular, of course, Greece has also, after the United States withdrew its Patriot missiles from Saudi soil, uh, the, the Greeks have come in its place and have deployed its own uh, surface-to-air missiles in defense of the kingdom uh, versus the Iranian proxy of the Houthis in, in Yemen. But uh, Dr. Dimao, uh, just uh, uh, we're drawing near to the end of the program. I'd like to hear from you. To what degree do we see uh, prospects for 
Diplomacy once again re-emerging. The uh, exploratory talks have not entirely failed. There are still uh, uh, discussions ongoing behind closed doors. Are we to expect uh, somewhat of an alleviated situation or is the situation that was very much uh, uh, dangerous uh, from the magnitudes of, of the situation that was one year ago uh, going to persist also this year? What I would like to extract from what uh, Dr. And, uh, Ron Lerman uh, said is that uh, indeed uh, dialogue is uh, the path to resolving uh, our disputes in the Eastern Mediterranean rather than the military force. So Greece has expressed this repeatedly its steadfast um, commitment to dialogue and to resolving peacefully um, regional conflicts uh, with uh, Turkey and with other countries in the region through diplomacy and in accordance with the provisions of the international law. So Greece, in fact, uh, has uh, signed in good faith uh, maritime delimitation agreements with Italy and Egypt, the, with Egypt, the partial delimitation agreement last uh, year. And it looks eager to resume uh, negotiations with uh, the rest of the neighboring countries like uh, Turkey and Libya uh, to uh, conclude uh, similar maritime agreements in accordance with the provisions of the international law. In case, however, uh, direct negotiations do not bear fruits in due time between Greece and Turkey, then the two countries can refer their differences to the International Court of Justice. And uh, already there is uh, a good precedent in this regard in the region, that of uh, Greece and uh, Albania. The two countries, in fact, have uh, agreed to refer their maritime differences, uh, in particular the delineation of their exclusive economic zone to the International Court of Justice in The Hague. And a new chapter has uh, opened in uh, our bilateral relations, I mean the bilateral relations between Greece and Albania. Uh, so Greece is solidly behind uh, dialogue uh, with Turkey. Uh, we had uh, indeed uh, the 63rd round of exploratory talks uh, has ended recently, but with no practical results. Uh, what's the reason? The reason is that uh, Turkey avoids to discussing the maritime differences and settling its continental self differences with uh, Greece. Instead, it tries to expand uh, the agenda items to issues that are considered red line for Athens. Therefore, dialogue is the path and Greece is a strong supporter in that uh, process, in that diplomatic process with all the neighbors of the region, including Turkey. Not to forget that, of course, the legal framework that is based on the laws of the sea is uh, problematic to approach something when one party does not uh, uh, adopt it or ratify it, as is the case uh, with Turkey, as opposed to Albania that has uh, more of a basis, uh, an alignment with Greece on this matter. But we're drawing just here to the end I of the program. Okay, just very shortly. Well, uh, you know that uh, Article, for example, 121 of the UNCLOS uh, constitutes um, a customary law according to international jurisprudence. And Turkey may have not signed the UNCLOS, but practically speaking, it has enforced the provisions of uh, the UNCLOS, for example, when it delineated, it took uh, the decision to delineate its exclusive economic zone, the Black Sea, based on the medium equidistance line under the provisions of the UNCLOS. Therefore, uh, Turkey has already in practice Practice, applied uh, the provisions of uh, the UNCLOS, and we invite uh, her, Greece invites uh, Turkey to sit at the negotiating table to settle our maritime differences in a peaceful Indeed. way. Indeed, well, this is all the time that we have for today, so I'd like to thank Dr. Dimao, Dr. Leelman, and Mr. Owen for being part of today's program, and I'd like to thank our viewers as well, and we will see you next time.
Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.